Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of the Goodman Factory. Welcome today. Today we have Goodman Manny, we've got Goodman T, Goodman Mike, Goodman Matthew, and Goodman Malik there on the mic. Sorry, on the camera. What am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, forgive me. I'm tired today still. Listen, thank you for listening in. Um, just before we start, just want to give you a quick plug. If you use the uh, discount code GPOD1, on our website, goodmanfactory.com, you have access to all our products and you can get yourself a 15% discount. Just going to look at Malik, just to confirm, 15%. Yeah. We're feeling generous today. So 15% for all of our listeners today, use that discount code to bless yourself or bless someone else. So, just going to go straight into it. We've been uh, talking as, as, as a group and uh, it's been quite, a, I won't say it's a contentious issue but I think it's something that's quite relevant to all of us now young and old and it's the conversation around staying at home so why is there such a stigma around staying at home so I'm just going to put the question out to you guys what is your sorry what is your <laughs> don't, don't drink energy drinks before you start a podcast guys it messes, up, messes you up big time um, yeah so what, what are your views around staying at home and do you think that there is unnecessary pressure on people now to move out? When you say staying at home, we're not talking about staying in, so, save lives, pandemic. No, I'm saying staying at home to live with your parents. Yeah. So like, I'll give you an example. I've got, I've, got, I've got family members who I know will probably be staying at home at least till the age of about 30, 31. And... Once upon a time, I felt like, well, once upon a time, I think that would have been something that a lot of people would have looked down on. But I think there's kind of like a, a, an appreciation or understanding that in the climate that we're in now, it doesn't make a lot of sense to put yourself in a position where you move out, you spend a lot of money renting and all the other things that come with renting. And you're then kind of like financially stuck and I say stuck loosely because not everyone's aspiration is to own a home. But if your aspiration is to own a home, moving out in this day and age in London, in this climate, it's quite detrimental, I think, to your hopes of being able to move out. And so that's a conversation I have quite regularly with, with family members. And they're struggling because they want to have their freedom. They want to live, you know, with their partner that they've been with for a number of years. They're 26, 27. But they also understand they don't have 1,200 or 1,500 to be able to put out you know, in on rent. So it's kind of like that dilemma. So again, the question, what is your what is your view and perception around the 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 conversation about staying at home? Do you think there should be just a a, a very clear kind of like actually at the age of twenty five, regardless of your situation, you go out and you get out on your feet? Or is it actually there's no there's no there's no boundaries, there's no limits. There should be no rules and regulations. Do do what's necessary. So I'm going to start off with you, Mike. I was going to say, um, I can only speak from um, personal experience, but from what I've seen over the last, let's say, decade and or, or and a bit longer, there was a proper, I don't know. There was there was a, a massive stigma against, especially guys. I feel. If you're not living by yourself by a certain age or by maybe your mid twenties, you're not moved out, you're not renting, you're not, or you're trying to own a home. A lot of people, and there's a lot of pressure. I'll say there's a lot of um, what do you call it? Let's let's just call it pressure. There's a lot of pressure if you're not renting, basically. So I'm thirty, going to be thirty one this year, and I finally moved out with my respected partner. But um, I never saw pressure because I don't really care about what people think. To be fair. But at the same time, there was slight pressure because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm 30 and I'm still living home at mum. Mm -hmm. She doesn't do stuff for me in terms of wash my underwear, for example. I still lived in my room, but I'm still under mum's roof. So it's still like I'm a man, but I'm still under my mum's rules and regulations and all the rest of it. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I'll say there's a massive pressure, um, especially for people that care about what society thinks, mm -hmm. especially and if you're a man that's in the UK or in London, it's I don't know. It's just, it's it's hard. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how my my younger brother feels. For example, he's 24, but he's not that bothered either. He's at home because he knows that it's, it costs an arm and a leg to even rent. Mm. 
And I know how expect the only the only gain I've gained from actually moving out is knowing that there's an understanding with me and my partner, and we obviously share the bills. But if I was to move out by myself, the only literally the only gain I've gained from moving out of mum's place is the independence. That's it. Mm. Other than that, financially, it is not that it does not it's not feasible. I would say it doesn't make that much sense. So for you, you're saying that moving out was still kind of like contingent on the fact that you'd be able to afford this with your partner, and it's a choice that you've made together. Yeah. But if you if you, if you and your partner weren't considering moving in together, you probably wouldn't have made that choice to move out, irrespective of the fact you're about to be 31 this year. Yeah, so it would have been, I think it, I would have probably moved that maybe later, maybe in a year or two, as long as, I don't know, my finances can cope, or I would never try to do anything beyond my means, mm-hmm. just because of what other people think, mm-hmm. which is the way you should think, but let's be honest, a lot of us don't think like that. No. A no. lot, there's social pressures and, just again, it's all social. If everyone else is doing it, you're trying to compete, or you're trying to, trying to be like everyone else and you can't afford it I just got to that point where I thought this is what my capacity and my my um, this is what my limit is and this is what I can afford and this is what I can do so I'm just going to keep to that but it takes a lot of let's say discipline and concentration and a lot of things to get to that point because mm. again if I wasn't with my respective partner and we weren't going to share the bills there's no way I couldn't afford it Just before I move on um, to the other guys quick question your brother you said he's 24 mm. He's very chilled and relaxed. I've got a brother. He's only just turned 25 now. Mm. Is there any pressure or conversation that comes directly from your mum regarding when she expects him to move out? Is, or is it just like, no? No. Because, and the reason why I ask that is because there is, sometimes there's, there's the pressure that we have on ourselves and then there's also expectations and pressures that come from family members. So I just wanted to know, is that does that play any part in in, in your brother's thinking, decision-making, what he might have to do, or is it... Yeah, I think so. Because I'm not saying that he's he's babied or anything, but, like, because mum doesn't pressure me and my younger brother. Well, but I got more pressure than my younger brother when it comes to moving out. I've mm. wanted to move out from when I was 18. She said, you are not going anywhere. So I stayed, and then that from 18 to 30, I just became relaxed, and also finances went... Nothing was adding up. And I think for my younger brother, it's because... His room is still there. You know what I mean? He just does what he likes. He's not, there's no pressure from mum to say, you need to get out by the time you're 29 or by the time you're 20, I don't know, 26 or 27. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure there. Cause, and she knows financially it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford, if what's the point in paying, I don't know, um, 800 or a, a grand for a room in someone else's, I don't know, five, five bed apartment or five bed house when you could pay a quarter of that to me or just help out with the shopping or whatever and still have a room and still have the care of mum and your older brother and so on and so forth. So there's no pressure, really. My mum just thought, she, it doesn't make sense to financially go and put yourself in debt because she wants us to get houses, mm. to own houses, because she's never owned one herself. She wants her children to be comfortable and stable to the point where, okay, here's a, here's, here's a helping hand. And then when you get to that point where you can support yourself, you can support yourself and then help me when you can. So yeah, she thought financially doesn't make sense. So she doesn't pressure me and my younger brother, but especially my younger brother, because she's seen me struggle and she's seen me try to get there. Mm. It's not easy. So yeah. I'm going to go to you, Matthew, man. I'm going to ask you the same question. So is there, what do you think about the stigma around staying at home? Um, mm. What's um, your view on that? Um, yeah, I think a lot of it is, either cultural or social media. So social media stuff you can ignore because it's not like, it's just, if you let that get to you, that's just a you problem. Just letting things that you see influence your decision. But I think culturally, um, even not to me yet, because I'm still at uni, but just to like cousins and stuff that are older than me, you kind of hear the, oh, so when are you going to move out? I think it's like a, they see it as a necessary thing that you need to do as part of growing up. You know, you move out, then you get your own house, then you start your family. And I think culturally, we kind of, there's there's not been an adjustment yet to see that actually it just doesn't make financial sense to just move out just for the sake of moving out. Um, I think with my own experience with uni, so this year with COVID and stuff, it's most of it's been online. So like if I'm doing everything online, I might as well come back home and save all the money that I would have otherwise been paying rent. So then when I'm home, some of my aunties and stuff are like, oh, but why aren't you at uni? But I'm thinking, why would I pay £650 plus bills Mm. to be on my laptop when I could be on my laptop at home Mm -hmm. for free? 
And it's, again, it's that thing where it's like, actually, you thinking that I should be out of the house just because you think it's a sign I'm doing something is not going to influence my decision. Mm. I think, um, yeah, it's all finances at the end of the day. And it's just not, if it doesn't financially make sense to move out, you shouldn't move out. Um, no matter the cultural kind of ideals. Because I think in every other parts of our lives, when we don't like what the culture is saying, we just don't do it. Mm. We just ignore it. And I think this should be another place where it's like, if it doesn't make sense, I'm just not going to do it. Mm. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you, Matthew? I'm 21. 21? Yeah. Okay. Wise man. <laughs> <laughs> I was not thinking like that when I was 21 but <laughs> at 21 I wanted to leave my house 100% no but the thing is I didn't like, but yeah I don't <laughs> I don't like it like at uni my whole day is my day like there's no one telling me to go oh Matthew go run to the shop or go do this and that for me but the trade off <laughs> is just not worth it mm. doing that a couple times a week or whatever versus like having all the free time but just spending it, but having to spend a stupid amount of money just doesn't make sense to me and I think that's something that other people should think about and ignore what everyone, everyone's saying about move out because you're getting old or da, 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 da. it's different, it's just it's different. Yeah. I'm speaking from I'm speaking with hindsight but I I I can't imagine still living under my mum and dad's roof that's for me so like for me I'm so the reason why I moved out was because I was about to get married. Mm. So in my head, I had to move out. And that's a conversation that we're going to come to in a bit because as we know, there are other cultures where actually it's the opposite. You know, if you're about to get married, it's like, okay, great, we've got a room for you. Uh, and there's a plan behind that. But the minute I, you know, the minute I knew I was about to get married, in my head, I started looking for a place that we're going to stay. And so that's the reason why I moved. And I think I moved out probably, I think I was about 28. I got married in 2018. Yeah, so I got married around 28. So for me, that, like it was kind of like non-negotiable. I needed to move out. My partner was ready for us to move into a new place. I do wonder though, if I wasn't married, would I still be at home? And a part of me thinks I would have moved out eventually anyway. Um, and not at, irrespective of the financial thing, because I think for me, I needed to just be in my own space because of family dynamics. I just, I, I just couldn't function underneath my parents' roof. My brother and my sister can, um, I guess the dynamics are a bit different between them and my parents. But for me, I think, I say this in hindsight, who knows? Maybe if I, I looked at the price at 27, 28 and was like, hmm, £1,000 or £900 a week, might have to just take that L and, and continue the arguments with my with my dad at home. I don't know. I might have said that differently. But in my head... those plates. Yeah, yeah. But I look back and I think to myself, hmm, I don't think I could have stayed at home for that long. Uh, and that's not due to any pressure outside it's just more because in i just don't think i could your own expectations kind of yeah mm. i just don't think i could function function at home but, but what about you too anyway what, what do you think about it um i don't know i think there's definitely a stigma but at the same time we're a lot more understanding because of how expensive it is to live a lot alone so obviously we know that trying to own a property is is like the inflation on properties and stuff like that is crazy right now obviously nobody wants to rent. And if you're from like an African sort of background or you was raised in uh, Afro-Caribbean sort of house, then they want you to own your properties. So in our minds, we've been conditioned for such a long time to to not want to um, rent anywhere. So you can wait, wait. And before you know it, it's like 25. You know, like, oh, okay, I can wait some more. 28, 30's coming. Then you wait and then there's a lot more people staying at home. I have a friend who he was like, by the time he gets to like 27, he has to move out. He moved out, but his mum didn't want him to move out. She was like, no, like I don't need to go. So there's pressure to actually stay at home. But for him, he was like, he has to move out. But I think when you move out, you still have to look after your family or your, your parental home. And then that's why a lot of us also stay at home longer as well, because you know, I'm still paying the bills. I'm still coming around every now and again, helping you with the shopping. Um, and I guess that's part of life. So I think for me, there's definitely uh, the stigma, like I said, but we're more, like a lot more people are staying at home because you can and it's too expensive to move out. It's just that simple. Mm. So I was going to say, um, before before you moved out, was you paying any of the bills in your parents' house? Mm. I was, yeah, yeah I was contributing. I, I was gonna say, normally when you when you live at home with with parents, most people say it's it's either free or it's next to nothing. 
But then I've realized that exactly. I was paying the rent anyway. I was yeah. paying most of those bills. It's just that I didn't have the freedom, which is why I thought it makes more sense for me and my partner. Mm. If she's going to share half of the bills and I'm going to do, I'm going to get my freedom away from mum and still pay the same amount, but obviously slightly more when it's private. In your property though. Yeah. Exactly. And I thought, I also thought from, from when I had my son, I was, how old was I? 20, 23 turning 24. I always use him as an example. I thought, okay, I can't live at home like under mum's roof it's, but then I realised financially my job them times as well wasn't mm. like, was paying next to nothing basically so there's nowhere I could move up but trying to raise a family under mum's roof mm. I don't know how people do it I, I think when you get to like I think there's so much you learn about yourself and there's so much responsibility you gain by moving out and I think that's why you know there's so much pressure or there was pressure to move out and if you didn't move out, then you're deemed irresponsible because you haven't learned how to go, even buying a simple toilet roll. When you actually see the price of toilet roll, <laughs> like, whoa, Bam. this is, this is, hey, who needs to wash their bum? Who yeah. needs to? Uh, you, use the top that you, you know what I mean? These are things you don't consider, you know, when, mm. when you're living by yourself. But there's that, when, when somebody hasn't lived by themselves, there's so much you, you do not learn. And I think that's where it comes from. It's, it's, mm. You need to grow up. You need yeah. to become a man or a woman. You need to become an adult. You need to learn about all of these things. What it's like, money management, mm. paying your bills, buying stuff, um, budgeting and, and all of that. Mm. It's interesting you say that because I definitely feel if I wasn't, for example, if I wasn't at uni when my dad kind of didn't see that I was like trying to, to move forward with my life. If my dad saw me at home every day just playing Xbox, I would have been out. Because yeah. it, it would be, okay, you don't want to do something. I'm going to force you to go and learn for yourself and find a place for yourself and mm. know where it is to pay bills and stuff. So, yeah, I agree. Like, mm. you, it's, you need it in your life to kind of learn some things. And I think it's interesting as well sometimes when you, you're with someone who hasn't lived by themselves or maybe they haven't gone away for uni and stuff. Some of the decision making, you kind of think, mm. you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about you that? Use, <laughs> you know, you use all of that toilet roll. How much butt cheek are you going to wipe, bro? <laughs> you're going to learn. You're going to learn. That is funny. It's true. It's no, true. you're right. Yeah. Because for me, when I went to uni, that for me was, um, that was when I realized one, that I definitely wanted to like have my own space mm. after, like when I had to come home. But it taught me so much. Like, like cooking, for example, like the cost of cooking. Why are prawns so expensive? <laughs> That's what I ask myself. If, what, why? Type, what, what type of prawns are from what shop, bro? That's a very nuanced conversation. <laughs> oh, you fancy, huh? <laughs> no, but but seriously, for me, but I, whoever made the point just now about like you need an, you, like you need to kind of like have that experience to understand it. I think it was you, Matthew. That's key because when I was living, I lived away from home for three years, like. And for me, it was like non-negotiable. If I'm going to uni, I'm living out. And I didn't even travel that far. I only went down the road to like Kingston, you know. But for me, it was just like, I know I could save a lot of money by commuting, but I would much rather just live in my own space. And and I enjoyed it, you know. I, there's things I, I wish I could have done better in terms of saving and using my money um, better. But I think just living at home by myself, understanding what it means to pay bills, you know, like my mum for ages like would say like my mum would scream if she found out that there was like more than two lights on downstairs oh, and and nobody was in at least one of those rooms she was like what the hell is the lights on for whatever and it's only until i not at uni but when i then moved into my own place i'm saying the same damn thing i'm saying <laughs> listen why is the living room light on and you're upstairs it's those kind of conversations and it's like now i, I started to have like an appreciation for like when my mom was saying like why are you leaving the water running to go upstairs to go get your towel to then sit on the phone to then go back downstairs to switch the water off like do you pay these bills yeah, that was the line you'd hear all the time. And so I think definitely do you leaving out for me. Bill? Yeah, do you pay this bill? My mom used to say the same thing to me. I'd be like, but mom, I'm paying the bills. Is that she forgot? I'm like, I'm paying. I'm literally. I'm, I'm either helping you with the water bill, I'm paying the rent anyway. Yeah. But the difference is, is that when you move in to your own place, yeah. oh no, 100%. You appreciate that, that actually. 
I ain't just gonna leave the water running for that's the sake it, of it. Right. Like, that's that's you all on you. Yep, and you can't just be leaving that light on the TV on all night. What for? Like, Even in the shower, fact. you know, when when I'm actually scrubbing, the shower is off. I'm not going to leave oh, the so water. That's running. another level. I can't do that. I can't <laughs> leave. I don't understand it. Why is it even running? I like to. Thank you. Why? Why would you? What do you mean? Because it's keeping me. It's no, keeping me, it's keeping you warm. Yeah, it's keeping you, warm. you have to find the right temperature. So you're telling me I have to do that all over again because I'm scrubbing. No, because yeah. no. if you're, if the, you can move away sometimes. I know, like some people have the shower head in the shower, and you can move away and keep it running. But I don't see the point. I just switch it off. Just switch it off. No. Switch it off. Nah, and then you scrub, and, and then, then you, you turn go it back, back on. on. Yeah, that sounds like some military off. training yeah, for me. Niggas in jail. That's Bill's training. That's another level of, of saving money, boy. I can't. Bucket and bowl, that's why. Because oh, okay. I never used oh, to, yeah, you go yeah. constantly bucket and bowl, <laughs> and then while you're scrubbing, it's just bucket and bowl, you're wet, you now scrub, and now it's bucket when, and bowl. When do you stop like, using what? bucket and bowl? It doesn't stop, does it? It, it does stop. It, I don't no, do it. Mine only stop this year. Mine only stopped this year, to be fair. I was using bucket and bowl from when I was, that's 30 years of bucket and bowl. The reason why it doesn't stop for me is because when I realised I could just walk and have a shower and water could just splash in my head and I could scrub at the same time, I didn't see the need to be getting on my knees again to be pouring water over myself. There's Wait. something that <laughs> There's some, I don't care what anyone and now, and now, now, And now I've got a walking, like it's a shower in it, so I haven't got a, like an actual bathtub in, in our ensuite. So I've got no choice. Okay, but cool. a few years before that, in my head I was just like, well, there's actually a shower here. I don't know why I need to get on my knees. And, do <laughs> and it's cold. I just like the water splashing on me the whole time. So Bucket and bowl is just the one. There's something satisfying about it. I don't care what anyone says. No, I'm, I'm, in, you, I'm on your you side. Yeah, economics shower, there. Slowly pour yeah, out your head. You do it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> There's something satisfying about it. Or you get the last bit of water in a bucket. And you tip the whole thing <laughs> over your head. Come no, on, it's man. funny because at seven, that's lit. At 30. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm, just, I'm just imagining you like See, <laughs> and you can't put it on your Insta you can't put it on your story oh yeah I use bucket and bowl I personally I'm proud of it Yeah, but yeah. I've only stopped using it this year imagine and I'm 30 bucket and bowl for 30 years what's the well I have to ask then why did you stop Oh, because there's a shower head now. Oh, so you really and obviously <laughs> matriculated into a. She doesn't. She's not used a new to level of. She, she's not used to bucket and bowl. She's used to shower ah, head as well. So if that's I now that's the real say, reason. Can I? Yeah, exactly. Can I come in now? We've got a shower head, babe. Why would you want to use bucket and bowl? I can't go. Come on, man. Yeah. Because that's what I'm used to. Why is there a bucket? In there? <laughs> so look at me like. And you can't share right? bucket. You can't share bucket nah, baths together like how you would have shared the shower together. Can you imagine sharing a bucket? Nah. Here you go, babe. Your turn. <laughs> trying to make it look sexual it's not the one it doesn't work it doesn't yeah it's not the one where yeah no, it. yeah it's it's yes yeah, that's why I was saying for me 100% moving out like you said it, it gave me a, a proper understanding of what yeah. it would be like if I had to move out for myself and I think that was that was key but around the conversation of like you mentioned it the conversation of um, paying bills for our parents whether whether we agree with it or not, I think that does also then become part of the problem as well. Because I think if you if you do eventually move out, but you're still contributing a significant amount to 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 your family's home or to your parents' home, that directly affects you, your finances, and obviously the potential that you may have to save or to provide for your mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another conversation to have because um I think I was speaking about it with Malik a few weeks ago. Um, and is it I Am Athlete? Mm-hmm. I Am Coaching Athlete. Up. It's a great... Netflix? No, no, no. It's a YouTube. It's a podcast of uh, NFL football players. So Ocho Cinco yeah. and a few other guys. Yeah, it's a very, very good, 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 good podcast. And one of the guys on that podcast made a great comment. And he said, you know, like in other communities, like money gets passed down. But in our community, money goes up. So when we're living at home, we're still contributing and helping, you know, and obviously it's contextual. But then even when you leave and you're living by yourself, take it from someone that's actually married and has a family, you know, you're still, there's still an expectation on you to contribute and to to sponsor and to help family. And I think, you know, you would like to think that in the ideal world, you would want to do that anyway. But the difference is that there's, there's an expectation that you do so. And it's a cultural flaw, in my opinion, because like we said, other communities thrive. The diaspora is quite big anyway, so I'm not going to generalise and say everyone in the black community, but certainly in West African culture, specifically Nigerian, if your children are doing well, 
it's kind of almost like, well, we can relax now. They're going to look after us. Mm. But your children doing well doesn't necessarily mean that they're wealthy. doesn't mean that they're rich. It means they're doing well for themselves to get themselves maybe possibly out of the level of situation that you were in. And that's what you would want as a parent. Whatever I achieve in my life, I'm hoping that my daughter and my other children, um, they exceed that to different heights, wherever that might may be. Um, and our parents have the same expectations for us. But it's like they don't have the same rationale in that actually in order for that to happen, we can't still be significant. We still can't be paying the, the bulk of your rent if we're expected to also then be paying our rent and then also save for the house that you believe I should get. So it's kind of like something's got to make sense. And it's not that I'm saying that you need to now contribute to anything that I'm doing, but you need to appreciate that if I am to level up, I need to do so without the kind of restrictions that may, may possibly have. So that's 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 me speaking from personal experience, but I've spoken to a lot of other friends and family and I've heard good examples of like, you know, like parents making good decisions and thinking quite clearly about their children's future and irrespective of where they are now, they are putting things in place so that their children don't end up in the same situation as them. But then there are situations that I've I've come across quite often personally, but also I've heard a lot of friends around me and they're saying, well, actually part of the issue that we're having with moving from home is that even when we move from home there's a heavy reliance on me to still support my family mm-hmm. and so my view is that actually that's that's a cultural flaw in my opinion i wanted to know what it, what is your opinion on that because I, I i i appreciate that that's that's me speaking from experience of uh, experiences of other people but also myself that i know but for me i think actually that's that's something that is a, is a problem within within our community i was gonna say um i've experienced exactly the same but um, actually being able to explain it to my mum that if I continue to pay, like you want, me, you want me to get this house, you want me to move on in life, you want me to do all of these things, but me trying to move on and you, not necessarily you, but this idea of I can relax now because I'm of age and my son is of age and he's doing better or doing well for himself and his younger brother's catching up slowly. Like we can't progress any further because there's that, Again, I'm focusing on finances, but my mom slowly understood that it's it is it takes more. Well, she she's more understanding. She's more lenient. She understands. She she still tries hard. She still works hard. She does what she can to support me and my younger brother. Even though we, I don't need the support. I tell her no. I don't need this. I don't need that. You've done your bit. Like relax, but wait until I get to the. There's I think there's a threshold when I get to here financially or when I get to here where I can I don't know give you money to start a project in Nigeria for example or I can get you your own place which is nowadays not as realistic because you need Mm -hmm. who's going to be able to get their own house and get a mortgage on their own house and then buy them a house with a normal nine to five there's a lot of people that can but there's also a lot of people that can't Mm -hmm. and right now I can't see it but I'm definitely working towards it so there is that um Thing when it comes to culture they expect you to well I'm I'm nearly 60 now or I'm 60 plus and my son is now whatever 30 plus or my other son is whatever plus you I should be relaxing you should be giving me almost like a salary mm-hmm. that is looking it. after looking yeah after me and I've again I always use my son as an example sorry I was using my son as an example I wouldn't want him to get to a certain age and think oh that's just rinsing me mm. it's not like he's investing my money he's just taking my money because he feels like that's what he's entitled to mm. Get, how much are you making today, Rome? How much did you make this week? Thank you. Fifty percent is mine. Got if you if I if you complain, I'll give you a smack kind of thing. I don't want him to feel like that. I want him to feel like dad's still supporting me. Dad's trying. Dad's really trying really hard. Blah blah. Dad's supporting me. Dad's always tried his hardest to even add value and add finances to my pocket, and obviously teach me money management. Mm. My mom obviously she's slowly learning, but um. I would gi- I'll give it to her. Like she's always tried the hardest. Her last penny she always gives to me and my brother when we're of, of a certain age, when we're younger. But um, there's still that bit of culture that they expect you to, I don't know, just pay, just give them money, just give them cash. Just I expect this. My son's gonna get his own house, but he's also gonna get me free houses as well. Mom, come on, man, you're a big man. I'm in the UK. It doesn't work like that. But <laughs> but it's a sensitive yeah. topic, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because I can, I, can, I can understand, or I can at least, I can sympathise in that actually when my parents came, for instance, they came with near enough to nothing. You know, their life experience is very different from mine in that they came in their early 20s to a brand new country 
didn't really know anybody. The only ones in their family. And they've had to work and grind and do all sorts just to make ends meet. And, you know, um, and they don't have the same luxury that we have where we can go to school. You know, that education is a key, you know, uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a pathway to get to a particular career, even if you don't necessarily use formal education, but we have more opportunities, more access to stuff that many of our parents just didn't. So for them, it's like they genuinely have worked and grafted and done 12-hour, 15-hour shifts for so long that they're at the point where they probably, for many of them, can't get beyond a certain point. And so there is that... I understand the expectation that, like, I hope that my children do so well that that we as a family don't struggle anymore. But I think there's kind of like, I think I think they take it one step beyond that sometimes, where it's just like, oh, you got a promotion? Fantastic. You should be buying me my, brand, my, my new bed. Yeah. Or when are you going to get me a car? Like, and I'm not even being like obtuse or being like, I'm like, these are genuine like things. Where in my head I'm like, rah. Like, so do you know how much... Do you know what my salary is? Because even if, even though I've got a promotion, that would like what like do you, have you thought about <laughs> what that might actually mean to me? Like, mm. what's the increase in pay, whatever? But then at the same time, I ain't telling you my salary. Yeah, because they divide it. They divide it for you, bro. I ain't telling you my salary because I've made that mistake before. So how much are you earning? A bit more than before. <laughs> so how much is that? I don't know. I need to look you at the contract. I need to look at the contract. Let me call you back and I'll tell you. I ain't calling you back to tell you that. That's conversation because it's a trap. Yeah. Because in their head, what they're thinking, and bless them, but what they're thinking is, you know, okay, cool. So if he's making this amount of money, that's fine. So if you divide next time, yeah, there's this issue, or whatever, or whatever. You know, I know who to call, and it's not the case because realistically, I've got my own family I need to provide for. I've got my own aspirations, my own projects, things I need to invest in myself. You know, mm. and that then becomes, I think, the vicious cycle that a lot of people have within our community in that you feel almost indebted. Yeah. To your in, family In a way you are And I think that's what makes it difficult mm. you, Yeah It's it's we, we have to be selfish for ourselves Because we have our Our own targets and goals And families to provide for And even just for ourselves right Whatever your reason is But Like you said They've migrated over to this country And sacrificed a lot A lot of parents put their lives on hold mm. For for their children It's kind of like Well I'm going to go and work two jobs I'm going to go clean somebody's toilet or I, I'm not going to pursue what I wanted to do. A lot of parents, uh, our parents, if you were to ask them what they wanted to do and where they wanted to be at 25, they probably ain't doing it and probably put it all on hold for their children. Facts, yeah. So they, for them, they sacrificed so much. You know, they, they've come over here, wanted you to have a, a better life, wanted you to to be able to to live without their kind of, I guess, the, their struggles. And mm-hmm. we're still in survival mode, but they've raised us with that that sacrifice where you've always had food or you've always had bills, no matter what they were going through. You know, they've always made sure they provided for us. So they get to a point where they're like, well, you're doing well. You have a job that, you know, you're getting paid a lot more than I was when I was cleaning toilets mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. driving cabs or whatever. And I was able to provide. Why can't you sort of do something for me? And I think when you look at it from that perspective, it's so difficult to say no. Mm-hmm. You have yeah. to say no mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. but it's kind of like, I, I know you're saying you want a bed, but then you've probably not been able to buy the bed that you wanted for years because you've, had to buy, you know, your kids clothes or mm. buy them food. There's probably times where our parents haven't eaten and we wouldn't know yeah. because we have had yeah. to eat. And I think once you look at their struggle like that, that's why, same with athletes as well. You, imagine being from the projects or the hood and, you know, you're doing whatever it is to sort of make money. And we already know how America's set up as well. Um, or some of the parents were on drugs or in jail, whatever it is, you're trying to make sure you know, they provide, then they go and make it in the NFL and you're getting millions. Mm. And me, that was just living off check to check or on universal credit or whatever it is on government aid was able to provide for you. And you're trying to tell me you ain't going to buy me a car or you're going to get me that handbag. (laughs) Oh, you're going to get me that car. Um, I think, but you also have to have that balance of, Mm. yes, I'm going to pay you back um, because of the love and the sacrifices you did make for me. But at the same time, this is where I'm trying to go. So, you want that bed now or do you want to have a house later mm. on? Mm. 
Do you get what I mean? So we yeah. have to eventually say no sometimes, but we've also just got to understand that these lot sacrificed a lot for us. Lot, yeah, man. yeah. It is a it is a two way two way thing. What are you gonna say, man? No, I was gonna say like adding to what he's saying. <laughs> on top of that, like our parents wouldn't ask us for things if they didn't have to. Yeah, and I don't think any of our parents would have want would want to be in a position where they have to ask their kids for help. Mm. And like so, all of this that you have in your mind is it's it's like an internal conflict of like, well, it's my mum. I'm not gonna say no to my mum, and but also, well, this is my vision for myself, and I can't explain my whole vision to you. So it's even harder for me to say no because I don't have, like, you know, <laughs> do I have to make like a? I'm not gonna make a business plan or like a life plan and present it to you on. These are all the reasons why I can't give you this right now, but it's in your head. And it's that internal conflict is is really hard, and I think it will be a hard thing to overcome culturally because it's not just on us. It also requires our the generation above us to understand the circumstances that we are in. That's why it's a two way thing. Yeah, that's definitely. why that's why I think it's harder for us. I had this conversation with my boy the other day, and um, he was saying that we're kind of like at a disadvantage in that we have. Like our perspective is like multi-layered. Like mm. we can we understand our circumstances, the context in which we operate in life as it is, the climate that we're in. But then we can also appreciate our parents's. Like we can appreciate where their perspective or point of view comes from. Yeah. Because like we just said, you know, we know that you just you came here in nineteen eighty something. You had children. You didn't have family here. You made it happen. You worked two jobs, whatever. But I think on the flip side of that, I don't think many of our parents have that same in-depth understanding or willingness to mm-hmm. understand. And I think it's a willingness at yeah. the end of the day because from per- from personal um, experience, I can articulate it and say, I might not give you a business plan, but I'll, I'll make it quite clear. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. there's, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, I'm not saying no, but, you know, I, like just wait for things to kind of settle, settle and yeah. do whatever. And sometimes it feels like it's just not hitting home. It's like it hasn't really registered because you might ask the same thing another time. And you're right. There is a part, I don't think that they want to ask. Mm. And in most cases, they don't. But when they do ask, sometimes I think to myself, damn, you you obviously just don't get it. Like you don't understand. Mm. And then that's where it becomes difficult because it's like, you don't want to say, you don't want to say no. Mm. And more often than not, I don't say no, you know, and that's kind of what against me yeah. because where I was supposed to set boundaries of some sort yeah. I've let things go I've let things slide I've given things mm. and now there's an expectation yeah. you get you didn't you didn't you, you didn't set a boundary so now there's kind of so and that that becomes an issue in itself because then when it escalates to a point where it's just like okay cool this has got to stop now mm. or you, like I can't do this anymore from their point of view it's just like raw like wow like why like you can't do this for me like and it's like no 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 I do appreciate everything that we've just said about your background (laughs) (laughs) but it's like but the reality of it is is life is up and down I might have been up a few months ago but if I got made redundant let's say during the pandemic whatever expectations you had of me it couldn't possibly be the same Mm. I might have been doing that before I got married but now I'm married now I've got a daughter so my bills Mm. have almost doubled you couldn't possibly expect the same you was getting before. And sometimes I don't always think they have that same level of rationale. They don't understand it, yeah. Do you, do you think that we have the benefit of being able to look at life a lot more long-term than they would have, when, especially when they first came here? So in terms of like, uh, if you've just moved to a new country, your paycheck is like, what can I deal with now? And how do I divide this for now and maybe up until the next one? Whereas us, we've kind of grown up with this like, we're planning for 10, 20 years in the future. And I think maybe that's where the disconnect is because their whole mentality and approach to money and stuff would be very different to ours. Survival, basically, yeah. Mm. I think. <sighs> yeah, I think I think they do have long-term vision mm. because that's why they're asking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I planted the seed 20 or whatever yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, so yeah. I need to see it. <laughs> this is my investment. Yeah. Like, it's exactly. going to work. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's so crazy. For us, our investments are what we're setting up, you know, properties or stocks or whatever it is, your own business, mm. your education, their investment was their, their kids, their yeah. children. So mm. <laughs> you're going to pay me back. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them have multiple kids for yeah. that reason as well. Right? At least one of At you least one of you. Yeah. <laughs> one of you will play for, play for, boy, I want to be a lawyer, doctor, yeah. 
I get it. I get it. And I've that's got... that's probably where the pressure comes from in terms of like certain careers as well. Mm. I don't think it's coincidence that when you speak to like another Nigerian or certain people from certain countries in the black community like they will tell you like yeah my mum wanted me to be a doctor she wanted me to be a lawyer she wanted me to be an engineer what do they all have in common those people making good money you get it they're not you know they don't want to hear anything about you wanting to do drama or art and football they might they might buy into it when they've now Nowadays, seen that actually oh you're good alright cool I'll take you on a Saturday yeah. now because like, before that Saturday. it's like you're going Saturday school so but, for them it really it, so there is kind of a long term vision mm. in some ways but it was always yeah. with us like, yeah, like yeah, you said 100%. we were the investment mm. if I'm doing all these sacrifices for you when you're going to school you need to be getting straight A's you need to be going to college to uni yeah. and you need to become a lawyer that way you're set up for life yeah. and we're kind of good as well you know everyone's good in that sense and it's, very, it's a very tunnel vision because reality of it is, is I don't want to be a lawyer. I don't want to be a doctor. Don't even want to be an engineer. I'm not even sure what I want to do with my life. I, you know, I'm like 10. <laughs> <laughs> and I just turned 10 last week, yeah, mom. So what, I mean. what do you want from me? And so when that happens, I think they do struggle. Like literally when I became a teacher, my dad, I've said it probably on this podcast before, he didn't speak to me for like a week. Why? Because, because he didn't want me to be a teacher. Mm. Mm. He didn't respect the profession. That's one. Okay. We can go into why for like another day, but ultimately it came down to his own personal experience. But then the perception of the teaching profession back home in Nigeria, but also here, it's just not rated that highly in comparison to other professions. You get it. Yeah. And you know that because you see it on the news all the time, teachers having to strike and revolt against, you know, whatever. So he he just he just saw it as like bottom of the barrel profession. Why are you wasting your time with this? Three, four years into the profession, no matter how well I'm doing. So I was reading an article today and there was this young Nigerian boy that, you know, he's around your age. He's now, oh, he's going for, <laughs> he's going for mayor of London or something, something. So, you sure you don't want to go into politics? No, dad, I'm all right in the profession that I'm in, you know, and that conversation will still happen up until today. It was only until I got my recent promotion that for the first time, I've been in, I've been in education almost 10 years. First time he said to me, wow, like, I'm really, really proud of you, son. Like, so good, so happy. And I was taking it in, I was taking it in, and then, like, the pettiness in me was like, but you didn't say that when I became a teacher. <laughs> I had to let him know. Because I was like, when I was trying to convince, and I get it, but, like, trust in me, too. For him, he just doesn't see us, and I say us, he doesn't see black people get to the pinnacle of that particular profession. Mm. Whereas you see a lot of black doctors, you see a lot of black, you know, uh, lawyers you know it specialists whatever it is but for him teaching is just like what's it going to do for you you're going to be on a bog standard salary you're not going to get to the very top of it and it's hard for me to articulate that to him but in my head it's like no i can see myself going to the very top of it so it was kind of almost a convincing game with him but ultimately it came down to you're in a profession that's not going to get you to another level of wealth so it was a long-term thinking for him it was very narrow, narrow-minded, and they kill dreams like that. I think. I was yeah. gonna say, do you think it's a, um, a pride thing as well? Because I experienced something like that when it came to me graduating from uni, and mom was like, "If you don't take the picture, Mike, you haven't graduated." Because <laughs> she wants to show my graduation picture not only to the Nigerians back home, but to all the Nigerians in the nation. Like everyone has to know that my son has graduated. Mm-hmm. Like we came from nothing. Mm-hmm. Now and look. he's gone through the, the education system. Mm-hmm. He's now graduated. How do you feel? Kind of thing, mm. like even if you, even if you're, je- I want you to be kind of jealous, but at the same time, I want you to know that I, w- I done this by myself. Yeah, like, look, mm. look at my, yeah, you know what I mean. It's, so I feel like it's a pride thing as well. Like they need, they need almost that. Not is it reassurance? Is that the word I'm looking for? Like they need that accolade. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Like come, come. I like, give me my accolade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, you do. Exactly. Imagine your mum saying that. <laughs> I deserve the some accolade. Yes, you do, bro. Exactly. <laughs> mum was like, "You are not. You haven't graduated, Mike. If you don't show that, that pic, if you don't take that picture, and you know what she wore that day, her full gilly with yeah, the, yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was proud, man. And it's, the prof- and it's a profile photo for a couple of weeks. Yeah, still, man. Uh, for them, trust me, it's a pride it's, thing. It's their vision, but it's mm. like. You can't force your vision on on your yeah. child, but they do. It's not just within the African culture. You get it in uh, many sort of other cultures, like the Chinese culture or Asian culture, as well, where 
you have no choice but to be a doctor or a lawyer or, or something sort of mm. that would get you respect as well as affluence as well. Mm-hmm. But then I love seeing stories of like success stories where the child has done it his own way or her own way mm-hmm. and the parents like, yeah, all right, now I'm going to jump on board and <laughs> yeah. they're there with the gelly at a Grammy or whatever it is on Oscar. <laughs> but it's kind of, you made that kid's life so difficult. Mm. Um, there was a, um, a random YouTube I was on and there's this footballer, professional footballer. He was like, he doesn't talk to his dad to this day. And they were like, he still gives them money and stuff like that. But he was like, when he was trying to play football, his dad said, I'm not talking to you. He said, if you're going to waste your life trying to chase this dream, you're never going to make it. Lo and behold, he's in the Prem. Mm, but he like said he, couldn't, he can't let go. And so many of us are so forgiving of, of what our parents did and said to us when, when we do achieve it. For example, what you're saying about when you finally got that promotion and your dad was like, I'm proud of you. Me, I'm like, it's, it's a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> Words of affirmation not work no more. <laughs> Keep it. But yeah. do you get what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah. if he had been encouraging throughout the whole process and that journey, it would have made it easier yeah. for sure. I, don't, I personally don't mind the challenge. Like, mm. like, show me why you want to play football or show me why you want to be, I don't know, a YouTuber instead of a doctor. Mm. But like, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I don't need to necessarily prove a point but I'm quietly confident that once I put my mind to anything, I'll achieve it. And I'd be like, once I bring the paycheck home or once I bring home that professional, that promotion, mum, this is the reason why. Mum would be like, yeah, I challenged you, but I wanted you to make it at the same time. Mm. But I know other some of my friends, and I've heard some other stories like you're saying where they've tried really hard. The guy's made it to the prem, which is the highest level of football in the mm-hmm. UK. But I, he still gives his dad money, but his dad wasn't supportive at all. Mm-hmm. I, I personally don't see a problem with your dad challenging you or your parents challenging you to say, like, I don't see the vision, but I want you to show me, which is which is the way I would be with my son. But you telling me that, um, you telling your son or your child, you're not going to make it. Like, you're just being, that's stupid. Yeah. Why do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. And then when they do make it to the highest level of that, whatever that profession they choose. I'm happy to. Um... Now you want to jump on board. Okay. Now you want to enjoy, <laughs> yeah, enjoy the, um, you know what I mean? The winnings and yeah. yeah. And that's the key. If you can do, if you can do, if you, if you do both, which is that you doubt that that's the best pathway to take, but the whole time you're still challenging them and saying, you know what, I want you to do great or whatever. I want you to do the best. I can kind of, that's a bit forgivable. Like for me, my dad always did in fairness to him say, you're better than this. You're better than this. Mm. You're better than this. And at first, I used to be mad offended. Cause I used to think, better, like, what, like, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you saying about me? What are you saying about my profession? What are you saying about this, this and that? But in his mind, he was doing something that a lot of parents don't do. And I teach children who have parents that do not have any aspiration for them whatsoever. And so I can appreciate that what my dad was doing is he didn't want me to settle. Where he went wrong was that he was belittling the hmm. dream, the vision that I did have. And I articulated it as clearly as I could. This is my passion. I could have done many other things that I'm maybe equally, maybe not as equally as good at, but things I'm good at, I could have done that. I'm doing this because I don't want to do anything else. My heart is in this, like, for the long run. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. And that's where I think it goes wrong with with, with parenting, generally speaking, all cultures. Mm -hmm. Like, if your child is passionate about something, you've got to cultivate it. It may flop, but if you allowed it to flop because you didn't put in the time, didn't give them the support, then that's on, that's it, then that's on you if the child doesn't make it as a footballer mm-hmm. or if they fail on their journey to becoming an artist or whatever. Because you can say, see, I told you, it's not for you. But the child's probably going to look back at it and be like, but the whole time I was doing it, you didn't support me once. Yeah. You didn't talk to me for a week or two. Because I was training. doing what I wanted to do. You didn't take me to training, but I told wow. you I love football. <laughs> that one was personal. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I felt that one. Yeah, <laughs> self fulfilling prophecy. Like if you keep telling someone that they're not going to make it, or like they keep projecting their stuff onto you, yeah, you're going to become. Or like if it's done for long enough, and you're the kind of person that absorbs whatever, whether it's positive or negative around you, you're going to become that thing. 100%. So it is yeah. a um, and, if, and if it's not the self fulfilling prophecy, which is that you become. <clears throat> Or you don't become it because someone said to you, you can't become it. The mm. opposite of that is that you do make it, but then you've had to make it and you've had to graft yeah. harder. Graft, yeah. You've done it without the support system that you mm. probably, that every child, every young person, every person every needs. Human, yeah. And on top of that, now when you've made it, you've got a very skewed perception of family and support or whatever, because that footballer, he's given his family money, but 
he's going to have that resentment unless he's got a real forgiving heart because he's he knows what he had to do and the whole time he was doing that he probably didn't like you said Matthew you you weren't driving me yeah, up, up and down Coventry or whatever I was having to do it on my own mm-hmm. I was having to graft extra hard when really you could have probably helped me but you was choosing not to because you didn't want to believe in me or whatever mm-hmm. and that resentment can affect adults that are successful yeah you, you can't let go of it it's, it's, it's yeah. you've been rebellious for so long because mm-hmm. that's what it is you're rebelling and you become challenged. You just challenge everything now. Like like you yeah. said, your parents are challenging you, but now everything's a challenge. Mm. And you just, you still resent them, even though you mm. do forgive. It's like, if only, if only, and you can't let go. Yeah. It's yeah. just insane. And I bet you, he's handing that money over. Sorry, 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 Matt. Um, if you're hand, when he's handing that money over, he's going to be like, whether it's 15 bags or two pounds, handing that money over to his parents, knowing that, let's say his mum was more supportive, but his dad was mm-hmm. a complete yeah. F word. You know what I mean? <laughs> just handing it over, like you still want to benefit. You you still have the yeah. the, the chest to, to receive this money when you mm. weren't even supportive. Mm. Like I would feel away in a certain, but I'm I'm more of a forgiving person. I understand whatever your vision was for me, or whether you supported me or not. I'll mm. hand that money over with less gritted teeth or with, mm. without a swear word behind it. But at the same time, there's a lot of people that. I, I, it's hard, yeah. yeah. Handing that money with resentment behind it is just mad. Mm. I just think, yeah, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Matt, what was you going to say? <laughs> yeah. no, I was going to say, like, and then that resentment goes into other parts of your relationship with mm. your parents and with other people. Like T was saying, everything becomes a challenge. Mm-hmm. You don't want to ask anyone for help because, mm-hmm. well, I've gotten this far by myself. I don't need anyone. Mm-hmm. And then in your life, you know, you get married, you have kids, whatever. You're not going to want to ask your parents for help mm-hmm. and advice or support. So you see it all the time. It's, it's mad. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy how like mm-hmm. it's an everyday thing. Yeah. yeah, that growing adults and people have to deal with, it. and and it, and it is mummy and daddy issues when you think about it. Like you don't want to pass it on to your kids, especially as well, man. There you go. So I think generally speaking, the conversation, even though we moved away from the stigma of of of, <laughs> of moving out from home, it, it's still kind of like really circulated around parenting and and and, and how to be of support to each other. But listen, lads, we're going to round it up there. Thank you once again for everyone that's tuned in to listen to another episode of The Goodman Factory. Um, yeah, I mean, you've had myself, Goodman Manny, Goodman T, Goodman Mike, and Goodman Matthew here. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be able to speak to you. One of the things I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a plug before we go. So once again, if you go on to goodmanfactory.com, you can get any product for yourself or for someone else. And when you do that, you can use the GPOD1 discount code and get yourself 15%. Yes, that's right. 15% off any product. Uh, utilize that. Use it because uh, it's not guaranteed to be there the next day. So definitely, if you're listening today, go onto the website, goodmanfactory.com and get yourself or bless someone else with a product using GPOD1 as your discount code. That is it from us. We look forward to speaking to you again uh, and have a lovely weekend. Take care. Bye. Peace. Peace. Inside.